This episode is brought to you by Generate Life Sciences. We are very excited to have them on board, making our show a possibility. We really are. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me show you. I am a lesbian. So gay. So gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. We're not ruining these little humans. Not for the gay reason. (laughs) Just because we stick. Jamie, we're back from the break. Robin, we're back. We are back. Bitches are back. Oh my god. How was your break? It was. It was. It was Was good. Was it a break? Do you feel relaxed? Mm Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Do you? I do. I did okay. nothing over this break. Wow. So we didn't have. There's generally like three or four holiday parties that we that are like ongoing yearly things that we mm-hmm. we go to. We mm-hmm. didn't have to go to any of those. We didn't oh, have yeah. any play dates. I mean, we took walks and things. But there was like nothing we had to do. We built a coffee I, table. That's the kind of shit we were doing a cool on this coffee break. table. I think it's because of our kids' differences Age. and ages. Yep. Like what you just described to me is basically what I went through. And that is very hard for me at this stage in our family. If we don't have a schedule, if we don't have things to do, these children are literally on top of me, running on me, screaming. Like they're too, they need to get out and run around. They need like Well, I'm not saying that we did good things. I was getting like my Custodio, which is like this like tracker that we have on on all their apps like telling me how much game time my son was playing. And it was horrifying. I mean, it's like, I'm not saying we did good things as parents, but I'm saying I got to watch a lot of like, I binged a lot of good TV. I finished The Crown. I nailed it, Jamie. I started The Wilds, some lesbian kissing action in The Wilds on Amazon Prime. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Get on it. I just, I found a new show that's apparently been on for, for seasons. It's called Alone. It's it's Wait. these people, these like ultra, ultra like outdoors people know how, who know how to survive in the uh-huh. wild. They get dropped off in some crazy location. Oh, it's a God. whole season, though. <laughs> and there's like it starts with like 10 of them. And then it, the, the last person standing who doesn't tap out is the winner. But they they were in the freaking Arctic. This, this sounds season. like people just, drinking their own urine and crap like that. Oh, I'm not. That's not eating me. squirrel intestines. No, no thank like, you. Oh my. I was hooked. I'm so hooked. That's a good show. That is crazy. I could never do that. Do you love but, how we just like completely were like, who cares about our children and how much screen time they have? <laughs> These are the shows I'm watching. <laughs> Listen, I have to limit. It's really hard because I have to limit my kid. My son gets barely any screen time because he's three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my daughter, we have to really, really police that screen yeah. time. So there's a lot of time when we're just trying to entertain our kids. And that is very That's not tiring fun. and tedious. That's you no know, bueno. You, I should be saying, I love all this all this free alone time I'm getting with my children. And I do. That's what I said. to it that. Gets, it gets hard. It gets tedious. Should, I just want to sit down and watch alone. We're in That's a what pandemic. I do. And it's like you never leave anyone. Like you were like now have lived in a log cabin together for a year. It's like, come on Seriously. now. Like, we I'm are a, living our own version of alone. Yeah. I don't watch <laughs> The Crown. I don't care. I don't care. I, what I would love more than anything in life is to be able to take an entire day on my couch and watch TV the oh. entire day. That's what I want. That's what I want to be able to I had to a do. couple of those over this break. Oh my God. Shut the bedroom door. And then every once in a while a kid would come in and I'd be like, hopefully nothing dirty is on the TV screen. And then 
I feel like those days are never going to come back. They to are. Me, they ever. are, Jamie. They're coming. They're coming. I don't believe you. They I are. don't know. I no, don't my know. daughter was in her room this weekend. My daughter was in her room, like texting people. And then like I, a couple times I opened the door and she had like music playing the whole day. I came in and she was just like, oh, my God. She's like, you scared me. She's like, I, I was brushing my hair. And then she goes, actually, OK, I was I was I was using the brush as a microphone and I was dancing and singing. So oh my God. and I was like, it's OK. I was like, it's cool. She's like, just knock next time. I was like, oh, my God, you should show them adventures in babysitting. I know. I know. They're the I right age the for that. Babysitting blues. blues. Oh, um, my God. All right, yes. Let's for God's okay. sakes, we have a show. You just move. Get out of my house. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, wait, wait. One other thing happened over the break, Jamie. Our book became a blockbuster New York Times bestseller. A blockbuster. Yeah, a blockbuster. <laughs> okay. That, Clearly it didn't. No, that didn't. didn't know the right terminology. That did not happen. Our book is still out there, but it's not that a not bestseller. Happen. It did not happen. But our book, what's it called, Jamie? <gasps> if these ovaries, these ovaries could, could talk, talk, the things, things we've learned about, about making an LGBTQ, LGBTQ baby. It's oh, so I say hard. baby. I keep saying the wrong title for a book. Right. God, I stink. Oh and it's so hard to talk at the same time over Zoom. It never works. Helen, Helen fix that. Oh, God. Helen on this break. Oh, I, my God. I she even... was drunk the whole break. Of course she was. Well, I do want to say, if you are interested in getting our book, it's available at all major retailers, you know, the mm-hmm, Amazon mm-hmm. and the like. I think it's still on sale on Amazon. It might be through like the 15th of January. So mm-hmm. check that out. And it's also, you can get an audiobook of us reading People it. People are very much enjoying this book. I know. That's, that's the truth. That is the truth. So please, you know, pick up a copy of our book. Give it to your loved ones. It's actually a really great book for your non-gay relatives. It's so true. They, can it's get, true. they can get a snippet of what life is like for families like ours. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. And then we also want to <laughs> say a special thank you to our newest Patreon members. We've got a few. We've got we Lucy do. Willingham. I think you said that right. I think I did. Grace Delgado. And, oh my God, we're doing great. And Emma Lloyd. She's from Down Under. She's from Australia. She's from Australia. I think we're British. Just, she's like, now I'm I'm going to not be a Patreon she's anymore like, because yeah. your accents suck. Thank you, guys. I think we did those names perfectly nicely. I think lo- we nicely. did. And tell people where, the, where they can join our community, Jamie. Well, you can join our Patreon community to help us make this show, literally. You help mm-hmm. us make the show. And you're going to get bonus content for the help you're giving us. We have video interviews of most of our episodes, and we drop them a day early. Very exciting. For you over there on Patreon. So you're going to want to head to patreon.com slash ovaries talk. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. So if you're looking for a place to put those extra dollars you're making right now. um, (laughs) All those extra dollars you have during this pandemic. Exactly. If you happen to have extra dollars, and you want to give it to a cause that that is a good cause. <laughs> the cause Our that podcast is Jamie is and Robin. It's not. It doesn't go to us. It goes to keeping true. the podcast afloat. It doesn't go to us. That is true. Anywho, let's talk about Sarah and Jess. Sarah and Jess. Oh my God! Love they are them. YouTubers. They're influencers. Yeah, that's hard. Influencers. Ooh, Dry January know. up in her on YouTube. You can catch them at Uphill Adventure. Adventures. And they kind of live in a van. They do. They have a souped up. Mm-hmm. van that they live in it is super cool you have to watch their videos on the youtube on to the see YouTube. their souped up van because it's no no not cool. just on the youtube we did a tour with them oh, of yeah. their van and that's gonna be patreon bonus content so you're so gonna, that's another, another reason, reason to join patreon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a really great interview they're they're the cutest we love them and of course they're cuter than us i mean everybody, Jamie, everybody is. is and they're just starting out on their journey which is exciting 
Mm-hmm. Let's, should, should we just get to the interview for God's sake? We have sake. rambled on long enough. Helen, wake Roll up. Roll the tape, Helen. Helen, push play. Play. That's, no, that's stop. Roll, play. That's a cigarette pack. Put that down. <laughs> Hi, Sarah and Jess. Hi. Hey, guys. How are you? Where are you? Right now, we are just outside of Philadelphia on the New Jersey side. Yes, we're at my parents' house. It's the house that I grew up in. Sarah's actually like remodeling some of our home, our van. So we needed some power tools and internet. Yeah, so we're here. Yeah, and if you don't know Sarah and Jess, they have a, a YouTube channel and they live in, in, in their van. You, you say it better. Wait, yeah. just do the Do you want Sarah pitch? to do her voice? She can do her YouTube intro voice. Sorry. Oh my God, yes. Yes, please. do you have one? Oh. What is it? What is up, guys? What is it? That's my son's intro for his YouTube channel. What is up, guys? That's channel. how he does it. <laughs> yeah, all Minecraft. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. okay, let's do your elevator pitch. Are you ready? Okay, all right. mark. get set, go. Hi, we're Sarah and Jess. We've been together for seven and a half years. In that time, we've been halfway across the world. We've worked hard to achieve financial goals, quit our jobs, sold 95% of our belongings to go hike for three months before buying and converting the Sprinter van that we now live in. We started our own business. We've gotten engaged. We've brought home a golden retriever puppy, and we would have been married a few months ago, except for COVID. Now we're starting to look into the process of adding kids to our family. Ooh, you practiced. (laughs) You sure did practice young lady you get it here's what here's what i think i think you guys are living the dream this is i'm jealous i know yeah is that is that what everyone thinks i think don't (laughs) jamie and i are gonna like resist the urge to tell you not to ruin it and have children but the grass is always greener well come come spend 24 hours in one of our houses and then i don't know if you're gonna think the grass is greener (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I, I want to say that it's so funny that during tragedy, this is when you do things like this, because first of all, I just had the thought last night, oh my God, COVID might be ending soon. And we didn't even go on a road trip. We didn't take advantage of this. <laughs> Wait, what are you going to do? you even live through a pandemic? <laughs> I don't even also, know. Also, like, what are you going to do? Like, pee in bags? Like, where are you going on a road trip? I know. Trip? That, like, and then I thought there's going? nowhere really to stop. Like, what are you going to do? And also, I'm not going on a road trip with a three-year-old. What am I, a maniac? You would just drive at There's Dollywood. It's closed. <laughs> we can't go in, but that's where it is. Like, you know. Oh, wait, Jamie, for a second, I want to talk about California Cryobank. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny that we both used California Cryo? It's Jamie, crazy. You, are, you, you are off track. Always. No, no. I want to give our listeners a code that they're going to love. Oh, and it's a, it's a savings code. Here we go. If you guys use the code OCT. For ovaries could talk. <laughs> yes, Jamie. You're going to get a free level two donor information subscription access for 90 Days. That's worth 145 bucks. That's I huge. Know. It's huge. And it gives you access to extended donor profiles, mm-hmm. childhood photos, and adult mm-hmm. photos for some of the donors. And mm-hmm. it gives you access to their medical histories. You can read personal essays they've written. This this is a really great value. I don't look at you're stuttering at such a good I, value. It's really if somebody had given me are you kidding? But because you, you spend so much money on these things. But you know what I love about California Cryo? Other than they helped us make our kids. Other than that, which is that's yes, big yes. too. I just learned that they partner with LGBTQ plus organizations like Family Equality, The Center, Only Human, to sponsor family building events around the US. And oh. I know. And they also created a special discounted fertility preservation program for the transgender community, Robin. What? 
genetics. Yes, which can help give the opportunity to have biological children after transitioning. That is absolutely amazing. I love California cryo. I mean, and I think I think also it's really important to note that they do medical testing, psych screening, background checks. Yeah, and they have over 40 years of experience. They've been around. California Cryobank is not messing around, Jamie. They are not. Okay. And if any of you out there are looking for donor sperm, Mm -hmm. just go to cryobank.com. You can open a free account and you're going to use our code. What was it, Jamie? O-C-T for Overs Could Talk. Yes. And you're going to activate your free subscription today. Yeah. That's cryobank.com. C-R-Y-O-B-A-N-K.com. Cryobank. 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 Echo. 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 Sperm. 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 What got you guys like this? That was a big thing. Like what selling 95% of your possessions that just Tuesday night, you were like, you want to sell all our things and get in a Swiffer van. It started, it started differently. So it started as me having a dream for like five or six years of hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. For anyone who's not familiar, it goes from the border of California and Mexico to the border of Washington and Canada. It's 2,652 miles long, and it's what the movie Wild is about. So that was a dream that I had for like five or six years. And I was working in a- With no past hiking. That's what I was going to say, were you like an avid? Oh no. Holy shit, I can do this. I'm just I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. Meanwhile, like, wow. I thought you were talking about the book Into the Wild, and I was like, that book didn't end well. You remember that <laughs> no, one? No, no. Yeah, I was like, um, that inspired you to go live off the grid. I want to do this. Died. I'm no. really jealous. I really want to do this. Yeah. It was really good. So, so we, we got out there. So we basically made a plan for ourselves. I was working in this corporate job, which was like soul sucking, and I was like, this is not the life that I want to be living. And so we worked really hard for a couple of years and saved as much money as we could, and we were like, we're doing it. So we quit our jobs and we sold like 95% of our stuff, kept the rest of our stuff here at my parents' house. And we left. We had spent one previous night backpacking in our lives together. And we just went out there and we ended up hiking 900 miles. <gasps> um, we hiked for three months. That was that was what we you did. You did it? That's amazing. Now, now, explain to me the research you did to get yourselves ready to to do this long trip. Right. Yeah, How? did you come off the trails? Did Where did you sleep? Your one practice backpacking. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the one practice backpacking like, went terribly. It was supposed to be a three-night trip, and we gave oh. up after one. Oh, and you so still bad. went. Really good mm. sign. Yeah, we still went. We were committed. I've listened to most of your podcast and the audiobook from your well, new book release, by you. the way. I loved thank that. Thank you. <laughs> And I love when you mentioned spreadsheet people in lesbian <laughs> relationships because that is this Aww. this person right here. Team like, spreadsheet, high five. So I made I made a lot of spreadsheets about the hike and just like dove in for years. I was like, this is the dream. This is like everything. And so I really, really obsessed over planning and learning and researching and watching hundreds of hours of YouTube videos of people that vlogged every single day of their PCT hike and everything. So like just trying to learn as much as I could about it. And then we went out there and we did it for three months. We did about a third, a little bit more than a third of the the trail. That's incredible. Yeah, it was good. And so what happened at the end of the trail is that we kept getting sucked into Bend, Oregon, which is the most 
wonderful place and full of people living in their sprinter vans. <laughs> and so what we would do is we would hike for like a day and then we would like get a ride to bend and then we would go back out and we would hike for like a couple days and then we'd so get a ride cool. to bend and spend another like three or four days there. It was and during the women's It was during games. the Women's World Cup. It was, uh. during, it was like 4th of July. We were just like having too great of a time in bend to so be So you'd hiking. go back, you'd have some drinks with people and yes. then, and would you be like in a hotel or something when you were in bend? Yeah. And then you go back there. out, you'd yeah. be like, all right, let's do three, let's just get three more days under our belt. And then it's hilarious. Yeah. And then you'd be like, do you want, and you then, want to go back to bend? I think you so, want to right? Yeah. It's, it's exactly. You would run into somebody else like, we're going to bend and be like, oh, we'll like, just I guess we'll just hit a ride cool. with you guys. Yeah. Also go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So while we were there, we met people living in sprinter vans and it was kind of in the back burner of our minds. Our initial plan was to hike for six months and then travel internationally for six months. We were going to take like a year off. But instead, we decided to hike for three months and then buy a sprinter van and convert it and live in it. Live in the wow, so lesbian that's what we did, thing. and here we are now. Wait a minute, so just for the record, I've been calling it your Swiffer I, van for I the last ten minutes. I was wondering why you were calling it a Swiffer. <laughs> I had no idea. I just, van. I just ignored it. I didn't know. We're like your old, like those old relatives <laughs> that are just like too close to the Zoom. <laughs> and how long? How long ago was this? So we bought the van July of 2019. We converted it with friends until we finished January of 2020. Oh, wow. We left in January. Right. right that's not funny, and... but that's hilarious. Like right yeah. as the pandemic is hitting. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. We had like three months pre-pandemic in the van, which were great. And then <laughs> we came back here to my parents' house for spring to ride out the pandemic and then just started taking little day trips and like weekend trips again in the van as things started to open. And then in the fall, we went out again. Wow. So I want to hear about like fixing up the van and what you had to do. Like you get just a van, right? And then you'd like soup it up with a bed and it's, what do you, do you have like a little. Oh, they've got two lofts, Jamie. The thing is insane. I haven't seen it. It's amazing. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's like a house. It's, it's like an RV. It's an RV, but it's just in a van. But you did it yourselves? We did it with, with two of our friends who flip houses and they are very great. And I helped a little bit. I think Josh did most of the work I would. Yeah. 90%. Yeah. I did like all of the research and like planning. Yeah. And then he was like, this is actually possible. This is not possible. <laughs> He's like the pool. You I cannot know. have a pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was definitely like a, a group effort in that regard. And then now we've been doing, I've been doing a lot of renovations. We're doing a whole new electrical system and putting in a heater and an air conditioner and like wow wow so you're gonna go back out on the road yes and do you know where you're going and do you stay in places like for long periods of time or are you like one night here one night there the best part is you can just decide on the fly so we have a general goal that we want to go back to southern california but maybe we'll stop in new mexico for a few weeks maybe we'll go to colorado again like i don't know it just depends how we're feeling how the weather is but our Main goal with the van to answer your question of like, how long do we stay in places is has been to try and find somewhere that we want to live. So, I mean, road tripping is exhausting. (laughs) Like it is tiring just driving all the time. And so that's not really what we do with the van. Like we'll go from like point A to point B, but then once we get there, so right now we're thinking about going to Southern California in January. So once we get there, as long as everything with COVID, I mean, we'll see what happens, but if we can go there, then we'll stay there for 
at least a month, two months. To get the feel of the like land. That. Yeah. So that's how do you, where doing. do you park? Is it hard to find places to park the van? Because it's big, right? It is big, but it's just like a big white van. It's kind of like one of the package delivery yeah. vans. And so we just park on the street most of the time. Wow. Mm-hmm. I have to ask as a mom, what do your parents think about all this? Very supportive. Oh, no, they think it, they thought it was funny at the beginning, but I think a couple of months ago now, your dad came to us and was like, I just, I read in my magazine that you girls are social influencers. And now I understand the concept of what you're doing. And I can tell my friends at the Rotary Club oh or God. wherever he goes that you guys are influencers, not just that you're living in your car. And I was like, there you go. They're actually, they're making money. So is that the business you're talking about that you started is basically the the social influencing business? Or did you start another business in the van too? Just to make life fun. <laughs> just one. Just, just one. So Jess, Jess is a professional photographer and she has her own business that you started years ago. And you've been doing that for years now. And you do that when we come back to the Philly area, you like reconnect with your clients and work there. And so that's your business. And then we have our business, which is like uphill adventure and it's just YouTube and Instagram. Amazing. Videos of ladies on the road doing the thing. It's so cool. And and so obviously you're in a van, you got a dog, you're living the dream. And then all of a sudden you're like, we should have a baby. (laughs) Walk us through that a little bit. So Sarah's like the, the scheduler, the spreadsheet person, but I have always operated on these long-term goals. So made a goal to go to college. I made a goal to pay off my student debt, like in a certain amount of time, did that. Like I wanted to be engaged by a certain time, did that. And I wanted to have kids when I was 30 and we were supposed to get married a few months ago. And then the idea was that we were going to start the process of having kids because we know that it can take a while. There are some things that we need to do. And I want to start that process now. I want to still have kids when I'm 30. Mm -hmm. I know, (laughs) but maybe it won't happen when I'm 30, but like 31 or two. I mean, it could. It could happen. That's I, mean, I the think thing, it's though. a good age. That's the thing. It could happen like yeah. that. It could happen so fast or it could take but a while. But then it There's can no... also take a long time. Exactly. Right. You don't know. But you, you have to plan know. for it. True. So. What are you doing to plan for it? Coming on this podcast. <laughs> talk to, <laughs> no. talk no. to you, wonderful oh, women. <laughs> we, so you guys always talk about like the queer people that went before you that teach you everything that you need to know. Mm-hmm. We don't have any of those people. Like you guys have been those people for us, and it's been oh, so wonderful. People? Yeah, oh, so that's nice. so nice. But we're so happy what, to be your people. Why don't you have any people there? What's I, going well, that's on? That's a question. We need people. I want to know, Jess. In your long-term plans, did did it include the fact that you were going to be married to a woman? How did oh, that come about? Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> <Does it ever? laughs> I don't think I'm not even those were planning to be married to a woman. That was for sure. We met at university and. I was dating men and Sarah, you did have one other relationship with a woman before we met, but yeah, no, did not go. Well. We She's both just nodding. She's Christian like, household. <laughs> Sarah's dad is a pastor. Oh, yeah. geez. <laughs> I mean, he came around to this social influencer thing though. So I he imagine he's come yeah. along to, he's come around to this. Yeah. yeah they're wonderful. They're wonderful people. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But. So that wasn't in the cards, but you guys met at university and it was like done, a done deal. You found your person. It was very, we had a a difficult time, definitely, like, because neither of us, we like came out as a couple, Mm -hmm. as being like, Mm -hmm. this is who we're with. And we didn't have like individual like realizations and coming out experiences like outside of each other. And so doing 
that as a couple and like we lived together before we were dating and we've always lived together and like just a lot of different things with our relationship that were I think we just we had to like get through a lot of make sure that this was actually like what we wanted and work through a lot of insecurities like in ourselves um definitely together and like only having each other for that like we didn't we we still don't really have yeah we're friends or like any type of community like to to confide in in that regard so it wasn't definitely like you're my person this is it yay we're together this is gonna be great it was a it was a long it was work it was a long road yeah yeah but we're here now we're really happy though that's awesome so similar to the living rosa ladies Mm -hmm. yeah like they had almost a very similar experience. And it, what's interesting is because I was wondering when you said you didn't have anyone who went before you, I thought they must not have a queer community. And that explains why. Yeah. Because you just had each other mm-hmm. and then you just were doing things that were you two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we went to a Christian college. We grew up in separate like Christian households and just like in that world, especially like when when we grew up, like that didn't exist. Those two things yeah. were not you you they didn't go together wow so there weren't other queer folks in your your college even or you found them like a handful of which we found out afterward yeah but like Hmm. queer staff weren't allowed to work there like there was like it was very yeah it was terrible we gave them our money yeah (laughs) wow well i mean that's that's where you grew up that's what you knew Mm -hmm. do your parents know you're thinking about kids and how would that be (sighs) oh my goodness is sarah's mom ever excited (laughs) Yeah, my mom's oh, really, yay. Really Sarah is the youngest of three, and we might be the only ones having kids. Yes. Oh, so, really? So yes. she is ready. She is so mad at COVID for pushing us back. <laughs> because you would be married by now. Yeah, we were supposed to be married in October. It was going to be a destination wedding. Mm. So mm. it just was kind of out of the picture to, to make everybody travel across the country for our wedding. Yeah, this year. So you're just waiting. Yeah. Yeah. We just pushed it back a year. We, we talked about alternatives or just getting married anyway or changing plans or whatever. But I mean, at the end of the day, we just decided I kind of had a very clear, Jess is wonderful and kind of doesn't really care that much about like the logistics and what things look like in the day and all of that. But I'm like, I have a pretty clear idea of what I want things to look like. And so at the end of the day, it's just, I would just rather wait and hopefully have that. I mean, we've been together by then. We've been together for over eight years. So I'm like, I want to, I want what I want out of this day. (laughs) Yeah. You You want what you want. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. So where are you on the plans for the babies? Like how are, like, do you know how you're going to go about it and how far along are you into it? I said babies. I just made you guys like you're having twins now. So you're yeah. welcome. Just you're welcome. Twins. I wouldn't mind having twins. I mean, then but. you're done. You get them out of the way. You're done. Boom. You know, I, I mean, well, you're never Sarah, done. And she said that that wouldn't be enough for her. She said two would be fine unless it's twins. And then she wants to do it twice. So I, just oh, think, no. I don't know. Okay. So h- how do you plan on going about this? Let's get, get <laughs> right. into that. Let's, I'm just going to go to the store, actually, and pick them up right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> if only. Okay. So. We want to have kids. We haven't done the first step yet. Like we, we have, we made an appointment with the fertility clinic, but then we ended up canceling it because of COVID and just monies. And we realized our health insurance wasn't going to cover anything. So that was an issue. Mm-hmm. So our plan is that we are going to get proper health insurance that has fertility benefits for us. 
Mm-hmm. We are Ooh. going to more difficult than it sounds. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you find Not that? Easy. Not have easy. you found that? Because I haven't found that. Cause... Right. So the interesting thing is that we don't have actual jobs. Is that a thing to say? We, we we're 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 self employed. Yeah. We have time right. in our schedule yeah. to get different jobs like part time. Mm-hmm. So I recently found out that Starbucks offers really good benefits even for part time workers. Oh, that's interesting. So, have you looked into their health insurance? Does it? Does yes. It... And so they offer, you have to work there for three months part time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's 20 hours a week. And then you're eligible for their insurance, which offers $25,000 in fertility treatments, I think, for each person. For, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, for anybody. Gender, couple. Yeah, that's amazing. Anything. I know. Wow. Doesn't that sound crazy? I didn't even know this existed, yes. honestly. I didn't know that, that any insurance offers this. I guess well, it's I up mean, to the company. Yeah. So I was feeling you know, some kind of way about it because mm-hmm. I'm like, stop discriminating against me, like called my insurance, called hers. And they were like, oh, I've never really thought about it. And I'm like, that's so nice for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's such a nice privilege of yours. Yeah. So I did a lot of research and I found that, yeah, Starbucks offers that. And I think also Amazon and T-Mobile offer similar packages for their workers, but I don't know the details about those. Good to know. Good to know. Starbucks seemed like the best option for yeah. myself. Jess is going to work at Starbucks. You're going to like back You're going to get a job that offers insurance and then Stay there until you get your baby. I mean, uh, yeah, or maybe I'll stay. I don't know. We'll see. The only thing is there are early hours. You'd probably be up there at 4 a.m. or something. That's true. I don't know. I'm just but saying. Just I'm saying. okay. I'm well, a that, They'll person. prepare you for parenting. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm already up at like five with a dog. So. This, is, this is just so interesting that this is something that couples like us have to navigate before we even start this process. You have found the job that is going to give you the insurance that you need and you're just yeah. going to take this job so that you exactly. have that insurance. Yes. It's so frustrating you, but it's a process that we are working on. It with. is. Yeah. And look at look at how resilient and and how we know how to <laughs> jump through hoops. But so that means that you want to go the science route then. You want to do you you're not doing it at home with Right. We probably wouldn't do it at home. Probably not. I mean, this is where it's 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 uh it's so tricky because there are a, a good amount of options, to be honest. I almost made like a chart for you guys because I just felt so overwhelmed. A flow like, chart? Yeah, a flow you know, chart? Like, if if a, this, B, then C, that. And, D, and then you can choose A, B, C, and D from this oh, option. Man. And like, yes. choose your own so adventure. Many mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so choose not, a. not to that extent. But yeah, it's it's been interesting because, I mean, especially the whole like, IUI versus IVF, like, do you pay, do you get five times the amount of chances that it costs for one chance when you have a little bit better percentage than you do for the other ones? Like all of these options that I'm just like, I think until we go talk to somebody and like find a doctor that we like and trust and get tested for like fertility and figure out like how things actually look then maybe like the path that we will take will become a little bit clearer. But I think I would probably be a little bit more open with starting with IUI. You're kind of thinking maybe that we should start with IVF instead and just skip that. I mean, again, I don't know. We got to talk to the science. I think for sure that the doctors will give you some guidance. But I will say in my particular scenario, my wife had the first via IVF. Because IUI wasn't working. And then when it was my turn, we only had two vials of sperm left. So the doctor recommended, I looked fine. Everything looked fine yeah. in my mm-hmm. body. So, but the doctor said, let's just go straight to IVF. You'll get pregnant with this one vial. We'll be done. They yeah. used two vials per insemination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll just use this. We'll get you pregnant. Didn't work. More IVFs. More IVFs. Didn't work. Yeah. And in the end, 
two and a half years later, I ended up getting pregnant via IUI. Mm. Yeah, she did the reverse. So, so bizarre. Yeah, so you just, you really don't know, but the doctors yeah, will yeah. guide you. But they yeah. do to a certain extent, Jamie, right? But like, I feel like a lot of young people, like lesbians in particular, are at this crossroads of, do I jump right to IVF? Because it's you're not going into a clinic with fertility issues. Right. You're going yeah. in with financial issues. Yeah. And you're trying to get that baby as quickly as possible. And it that's a really hard decision. Yeah. I think the decisions that you can manage right now and the ones that you can make this decision on your own are who's going to carry. Yes. Do you know that? Yes, I think so. I mean, it, it depends a little bit on the numbers, but I'm a birth photographer, so I have seen the whole process many a time. And it's not really something that I think I would necessarily need to do for myself. Okay. So Sarah and you can take has, the pictures. And I can take the pictures. And Sarah... Sarah says that she probably wouldn't mind carrying as much. So neither of us are thrilled about it. Yeah, that's 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 where we're at. This is awful. I know. But like I I don't want to carry, just does not want to carry, but just does not want to carry more. (laughs) So So this is where we're at. Yes, like I can I would I would be okay doing that. And Jess is really great at taking care of me and uh, like those types of things is like so much more empathetic than I am. And I feel like (laughs) it just it just kind of makes sense for for our relationship anyway. I mean, it's a huge thing to carry a baby. Like Mm -hmm. I have so much respect for every woman who has ever done it. It is not Mm -hmm. a it's not easy. Some mm-hmm. women thrive in it. You might you yeah. might actually really, really love it, Sarah. You yeah. never know. Have you thought about doing the at-home testing, like, you know, Modern Fertility, Mira, one of those at-home kits? Because then I feel like my only concern is, like, you are, you're walking down a path where you're saying this is, I think, what we're going to do, and, and you don't see, you haven't seen any numbers yet. Mm-hmm. So have you thought about doing that so that way you know for sure, like, her situation is is decent and yours is decent? So you're free to make the choice you want to make. Right. So we hadn't heard about those until we listened to your podcast. And then we did some research on them. I think my question with it is if we do those, like that sounds really great. But then if we want to continue things at a doctor's office, is it just going to, we have to redo just it? just go do it again with them. And you just. Well, at that point, it's usually, I mean, it's usually just a copay if you have insurance that covers fertility. But just, so then you're just, but you know. the doctors are going to put them through the same tests again, though. Yeah, of course they are. They're going to yeah, rerun it yeah. for sure. You're, yeah, I mean, think, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I think I'll, I think those are great, really great for those who are going to do the at-home inseminations yeah. and possibly mm-hmm. those who just really want to know ahead of time before they right. even get mm-hmm. to the doctor. Yeah, I think we definitely would do that and would try the at-home if we had a known donor. But I don't know that we have right. anybody that right. we would do that with. Oh, so that's another question. Yeah. What kind of donor are we getting here? Are we going the sperm bank route? Are we go on the known donor route? Are we go on the right. Is there okay. another route? What is there? <laughs> relative. There's a re- there's a the relative. relative route. We've had a couple of we those. We do each have brothers, but I don't think either of us are interested in doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So it's <laughs> stressful. I, like, yeah, it is stressful. I have been like heading up most of the research on all of this for us. So I found this podcast slash, it was on Audible. It was like a true crime thing. And I made Sarah listen to it. Like we listened to it together. I probably should have previewed it because it was terrifying, but it was about donors and it was about Uh like some sketchy lawsuit. And this one donor that apparently was like scammed the system basically and had, he was like marked as like this prime candidate with like all of these like degrees and like a great health record and all of these things. And then it turned out he had mental health issues and other things going on. 
and it's because through a bank. Hundreds of kids, hundreds yeah. of kids through the bank. Hundreds. How did yeah. he have hundreds of kids? He because donated for like fourteen years or something. Because the thing, the big thing, the big picture yeah. is that they are not regulated. That yeah. there is there's no, no there's no fact yeah. checking. There's no, and the the thing oh, with God. all these mothers and couples, were like, I went online and I googled him when I found out who his name was, and I found this information out in thirty seconds. And these the sperm bank didn't do that. And so now, of course, just makes me listen to this podcast and I'm like, well, what? Oh, what? Oh, my God. She's no. like, we can't trust anyone ever I again. Know. So obviously that does not happen all of the time. What was this? What, what's the name of this episode for listeners who might want to hear it's it? It's on Audible. It's called Donor 9623. Horrifying. I mean, because you have to sort of relinquish control. You know, like like yes. when Mary and I went through the process, originally we were going to do the thing where it was going to be my egg and Mary was going to carry. Yeah. And I had to fill out, they then considered me like an egg donor. So I had to fill out all their paperwork and like my past history mm-hmm. and do some like psych eval and all the stuff. I was like, this is insanity. Like, this is my wife. But my point is that when I was doing the paperwork, I had this feeling like, I don't even know a lot of this family history. They're right. asking, like, I'm sort right. of, and these a lot of these people are gone, and I'm just kind of making it up. And like, what would stop me from just exactly, you yeah. know, filling in the lines? Yeah. And and then Mary and I just came to the point where we were like, at some point, we just have to accept. Go. Yeah, we have to mm-hmm. accept that this is a person who's helping us, and then just let, yeah, like you said, let that go. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's it's not easy. Yeah. yeah, we're working through it. They say at the sperm banks that they cap the families off at like 20 families they're all different each sperm bank is different but i yeah. think when both robin and i used california cryo and they capped mm-hmm. them off at i think it's 20 they're not usually in the program for more than a year no but they can't control what this donor does like you can just go down the street to like a different bank then if if the the one bank isn't going to pay them anymore so like again totally irrational like fears of mine but it's not irrational. i don't think it's irrational and, and then I, we were trying to think about like what what is it that like upsets me about that so much you know like let's think about like it logically of to like okay so like what are the implications of of something like this happening and obviously like you want your kid to be like healthy but then say that that's all fine I mean what is the other thing and I think for me it's just strange I think like if your kid is gonna then when they grow up like look up their donor siblings and like oh I have like 70 siblings or something like that's just it's yeah it, for me I think given like how we were raised and like our whole experiences in like coming out and being together and already being like different. We're like, different mm-hmm. in our community. We're, we are. Mm-hmm. And so then having something else, like our, our kids are already going to have two moms and already like, it's going to be different. And so just like wrestling with that for myself and then being like, well, on top of it, then like my kid can grow up and have like a hundred siblings. And like, that's, that's different. Yeah. And so right, just yeah. like trying to figure that out as being like, that's kind of the root of what upsets me about it. Well, I yeah. think that you have definitely thought this through way more than I did. I think you thought <laughs> of way more of the, the, the bad things that could happen than I did, which I'm not saying that's a good thing on my part. That is not a good thing on my part. But I, I will say, yes, you definitely have to get your, your head wrapped around this before you do it. If you're going to yeah. do it, you have to be okay with it. And I think for me, and I think Robin can speak to what helps her with it. But for me, knowing so many other families who have children who are donor conceived makes it normal now to me. So it doesn't feel mm-hmm. 
yeah. it doesn't feel strange or, or weird or different, although it is different. It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in our little community that there are so many of us, yeah. it's a normal thing. And there are hundreds, thousands of kids who are growing up with this same identity, I suppose, and yeah. are being taught this from the beginning, from the day they're born. They know the story. It is told with love and it is told with openness and honesty. And I go forward with the belief that that my kids and all these kids are going to be okay, but you, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You really don't. But having the community yeah. helps. And I don't know if, mm-hmm. Robin, you have something to add to that. Yeah, I was going to say, on top of that, I felt similarly. You know, I remember just being like, this is just another thing. Our kids are going to be different. And the two moms, I remember having, having all those same thoughts. But some of it is you're in theory right now. Yeah. There is no baby. Yeah. Once you have a kid, I swear to God, all of that goes away. Because then you have a baby and you have a kid and you have a person and then you just want you want them to be the best person they can be and you want to be the best parent you can be and you want to fix the mistakes you make. And then your focus and your shift becomes about the kids. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, my kid is going to have X number of like siblings. Like I think Henry might have close to 20 siblings, donor siblings. And so I was like, what do we do? We created a Facebook group and now there's Mm -hmm. some contact and they know each other and it's part of their lives and it's just this little thing. And then, it's you know, it's like, so special. you just, yeah, yeah. It, and, and we, and we address it in our everyday lives. So it, it, it now is just part of our family's origin story. Yeah. You know, so it comes out of this theory into reality and then you just, anything that's a little weird, you address with the kids and anything that's not just, it no longer is weird because it is your family. Right. But, but you in know, order to get there, you have to, you, you do, yes. you have to get there personally. Yeah. No, I love, you guys have both said that before that, like moment you become a mom you're like loud and proud like we are proud of our family and proud of who we are and I love that and every single situation is different too every single child every kid every kid yeah. every single mm-hmm. child has a different experience with this and some kids are like well, I don't care this is fine this is my mom's and some kids like my daughter have just recently told us she gets embarrassed to tell people she has two moms but you handle and my it. kids are totally different two different kids Maxine she has like kids, the kids Facebook messenger app because it's really monitored and stuff. And all a bunch of the donor kids are on there and she talks to them and she and he wants nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. You, could you know, less. it's like it's, it's it's like a really big part for her and it's nothing for him. Yeah. And so we respect each kid and the, what they want. Mm-hmm. But then we still put certain things in place like Camp Highlight and things like that so that there are other kids around them that are like them. Yes. I don't to know. Help. Do you know about that? No. I don't know that Sarah has heard about Camp Highlight if you want to tell her about that. Yeah, so it's it's a camp for it's actually in New Jersey. It's once a week a year. It's a sleepaway camp, and it's all kids from LGBTQ families. Oh, and Maxine nice? started yeah. going when she was eight, and Henry started at eight too. They missed last this past summer, obviously. Mm-hmm. It, it's incredible, and it's such a great opportunity for them to have a place to meet other kids like them without mm-hmm. us there. Yeah, and yeah. they facilitate discussion yeah. and uh, around they what their families are that. like. That that difference becomes all yeah. of their sameness, I guess. My my yeah. kids are going to yeah. go when they're old enough. Yeah. Can't wait. Sarah's I can't big, wait to send them. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah went to camp like all summer long yeah. when she was a kid, so I think uh, that'll I, be yeah. I'm so jealous. I would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I think with with kids for us too, it's interesting because it will bring about a lot of other life changes as well, because it's yeah. not, it's not as if we right now are living in a house with careers and yeah. we're just gonna, yeah, like, that's the, that's the Swiffer in the room that we haven't add. talked about. It's like, are you going to continue trying to live in a van while you get pregnant? I think that we could 
Also mm-hmm. though, like our van is definitely not conducive to an infant. We mm. have two seats. We cannot have a car seat and an car infant seat. in there right now. So I think mm. if we are not done kind of living on the road and traveling, we would have to get a different vehicle. And there are people that have young kids and and live on the road like this in the same kind of van that we do. And I think that's amazing because I definitely, I mean, I think that those those kids are probably living, I mean, they're going to be awesome, living a great life and they're going to have be yeah. wonderful little kids. So it's just a matter of of what we want kind of life to to look like then as well. And if we either get a new vehicle or if we get buy... a yurt. <laughs> I know. That stays I, in I, one place. I want yeah. to buy a piece of land and like put a little cabin on it. It is definitely a, a total a life bit change. of a, yeah, it's going to be different. Things will look different. Yeah. I mean, it's a life change no matter what. Yeah. So, you know, and you two seem adaptable. Like you make changes, you look and see what's working, what's not, and you make changes. So you'll do that. Yeah. And, exactly. and this is the advice my mom gave me when we were going waffling back and forth. Are we going to do it? Are we going to do it? You're never ready. You, it's mm-hmm. never yeah. the right time. Agreed. Nope. Yeah. Can I tell you one other thing I'm thinking about, though? Yes, yes, please. So listening to your audiobook, talking about second parent adoption. Oh, oh my gosh, oh. ladies. I was <laughs> yeah. so fired up. I'm like about to write to everybody because obviously I will adopt our child if Sarah has of them. Course. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, that- I don't want to adopt my own child. <laughs> and I, know, I feel a real strong way about that. Oh my God. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I have, I have so many, some type of way feelings still yeah. going on yep. because obviously yep. I'm still yeah. in the process. I still stand by. It's never been more important than it is today because of what's happening in the Supreme court. Yes. It's no. just that like, you know, they're already going to start trying to tear down marriage equality. And if marriage equality gets like chipped away at second parent adoption will be more, you'll have to move your little Swiffer van to a state where it's legal. Which is you good. Know? You're mobile. I, I don't want that to, you're mobile. Yeah, but I don't want that to happen. Oh but. my gosh. What is the alternative here? Like, I want to know how to solve the problem. What, what would solve the problem? Like if the birth certificate like gave legal guardianship over children, yeah. like is that I what guess, needs to happen? But it has never done that in the history of birth yeah. certificates. I know, but so. is that what I need to write in my letters? Is that- <laughs> Maybe. <Yeah. laughs> in your angry letters. <laughs> yeah. To the man just doesn't get mad this i is, just so does not get mad this morning she was talking to me about it and i was like what is happening fired up she is fired up i I'm appreciate so i don't even have a baby and i'm like this is not i'm not doing this but also of course fair. i'm doing this but yeah. it is funny yeah, exactly because, you know when 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 straight couples have a baby and the dad is not necessarily 100 percent on board there's always that question am i you know you hear you hear that i see it on tv all the time am i going to put him on the birth certificate or am i not because everybody right. assumes yeah. But if you put the person on the birth certificate, they have legal rights and they have legal responsibilities. And it's yeah. not the case. However, it is kind of practiced in that way across the board. If the man is on the birth certificate, the mother can go to the court for child support. So it's gray. It's weird. And But yeah. when it comes yeah. to our LGBTQ families, no, 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 that doesn't so count. That doesn't weird count. Weird or discriminatory. discriminatory. Both. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is. It's tough. It is tough, but you make it work in your family and you surround yourself with affirming people in your life. Yeah. 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 That affirm your lifestyle and, and love mm-hmm. you for it. Mm-hmm. And that's the best you can do. So we got to find you a gay bar. <laughs> I know. I think that's, we should put that in the spreadsheet. <laughs> find gay friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, I love this for you guys. I feel like you have a plan. I love that you're being so intentional about this, that you're already looking at jobs that are going to give you insurance that's going to help Amazing. you start this path. So I can't wait to hear how this all goes for you all. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. This was so wonderful. Yes. Yeah. I think people are going to get a lot out of this, just the yeah. ins and outs of what we have to do. What we I have mean, to do. it's a lot of a lot of first steps. And I, like I said, I listen to every episode of your podcast trying to take all the notes. So I hope it is helpful for somebody. Oh, it's definitely going to be. That. It's definitely going to be. Thank you so much, guys. Yes. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very yeah. much. Oh, those two. They're the cutest. I just, that, how amazing is that idea of going to work at Starbucks because they've got great fertility insurance? That's, here that, we go. Testament to our families right there. Right? That is next level planning. That is next level bullshit. That is Do we stuff. think, do we put money on right now? And I think this could be a good question for the social that they're going to have a baby while living in the Swiffer I van. think the Swiffer. I think, <laughs> I think. They, I think they're going to go through the process while they're in the van. Yeah. And I think, hey, make, you know, give it a valiant effort you try the first year the baby doesn't do much so no they really don't up until you know nine months depending on when they start walking you got this like what do you what do y'all think you think they're gonna have the baby in the van Hmm. well listen this was a delightful and we want to tell everybody not to forget that our blockbuster new york times bestseller that's a new thing (laughs) which that's a new thing blockbuster new york times bestseller it's one thing so we we're not lying hashtag blockbuster Blockbuster, new york times bestseller bestseller. if these ovaries could talk the things we've learned about making an lgbtq family our book it is on sale now and you can get it at all major retailers and if you want to buy locally check indie bound that's a big one and you can also get the audiobook if you want to hear our silky smooth voices reading it i would never call my voice silky smooth mine either mine's like (laughs) but anyway that's available on amazon and itunes if you get it don't be afraid to review it on amazon or goodreads and and i do have to apologize my wife is having a meeting right outside this room so if you hear her wife has conference call voice it's that covid life we're all in the Uh, same space all right folks if your husband wife partner whatever you call them if they have zoom voice Share it with us on the social media and you can get us at Ovaries Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If these ovaries could talk on YouTube, where you can see recordings of our live streams, which by the way, don't forget that we do live streams every Thursday on Facebook. And now we're streaming to YouTube also. And that's at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. They're coming back this week. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. Support the podcast and join our community. We've said this already on Patreon. We said Patreon. this already. <laughs> like, I feel like they're like, we know. You already said this. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Ovaries Talk. You're going to get a lot of bonus content. It's fun. We try to put fun stuff up there for you all the time. <laughs> I just also want everyone to know that Jamie is literally putting on chapstick right now. I don't know what is happening, <laughs> but this is very clearly our first episode back. We Thank you. Thank oh, you to okay. our sponsor, Generate Life Sciences. And a big thank you to all you Patreons who are helping us make this show. We thank you. We thank you so much. Okay. All right. Eggs. Ovaries. Out. 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 If his ovaries could talk, they would say. Eggs, ovaries, out.